0: shalom everyone you knew it was coming and here it is the jewish episode starring robbie hoffman who's a stand-up comedian and a writer for the chris gethard show uh which she's currently nominated for an emmy on and david yaris who is the founder of j swipe the super popular uh dating app uh for jews and other people okay uh let's get going this episode on How how come
1: how come how come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve?
2: I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh baby, I believe these guests can help.
0: Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna jizz. Um, Yeah, so I'm sitting here with Robbie Hoffman. She writes for The Chris Gethard Show. She's currently nominated for an Emmy. Congratulations. Thank you,
1: daytime.
0: Usually I'd have somebody here clapping for you. Um, David Yarris, he's running a little late.
1: He's a rude dude. I'm happy uh, we haven't intersected. I'll say that. You're happy that you haven't intersected? Yeah, I don't need to meet.
0: Well, this whole episode, like I told you, I already came. So now I'm really trying to explore other reasons why people not come or repress their sexuality is how they grew up. Some of that's family. Some of that's the school you went to. A lot of it is religion. Um, I grew up in the Jewish faith. Um, Not super religious, but... um, I do like what I know about Judaism, and I do dislike some of what I know as well, mm-hmm. so I just kind of wanted to delve into... Um, you guys both obviously have different experiences with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, David founded JSwipe. Uh, we'll hear from him when he gets here, if he gets here. Mm-hmm. And you come. come from parents who went super
1: religious at one point, mm-hmm. and. Can we say? Yeah, she's gay, you guys. Yeah, I like one lady right now, but yeah, I'm Amazing. gay. I, I blame I, I blame uh, Jewish men. I like think David that, it's not Yeah, <laughs> like if, I mean. <laughs> Ooh, the sound of that fake doorbell that I put in in post-production
0: means that David Yaris has finally arrived. Like I said, he founded J-Swipe. J-Swipe is essentially Tinder for Jews and non-Jews and, you know, people that want to date Jews. It's Tinder for Jews. Uh, but he's here and he also founded Millennial, which is?
2: Millennial is a social media agency and we do a lot of work in the Jewish community. We do the marketing for Birthright. Um, we've done some work with the Jewish federations, Israeli consulate, Hillel. Cool. Yeah.
0: That's a lot um, of work. We were making fun of you a little bit for being late. So, neither of us are attracted to Jewish boys mostly cuz she's gay and That's I'm... not mostly cuz. <laughs> <laughs> That's not no? mostly cuz. No? I,
1: I just don't think Jewish men are great. W-
0: what are they? It's
1: it's I, I Jewish men turned me gay. There's no question I was surrounded by them. You told me before <laughs> like so. that you've had camp,
0: like you've you tried it on with guys. Yeah, I just, I don't,
1: and this is as a Jew talking about Jews, Mm -hmm. I also don't appreciate a non-Jew having this kind of dialogue about Jewish men not being within the faith. I think it's a very insular conversation that we can have Mm -hmm. from a knowing place. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't pile on here that you're like, I hate Jews too. No, (laughs) no, that's not what we're doing here. We're talking about our community um, from within the community, Yeah, which is kosher and i want to re- i want to clarify that i don't think jewish men aren't great i don't think they're attractive right but i i'm i i think they're very good at other things like comedy and different things and ca- accounting very very Law. good at
0: accounting yeah they're very great doctors i just want to say
2: i'm really happy to be here with you guys i'm so happy that you <laughs> it, arrived it, it's funny because like
0: i thought you were gonna bail on us bail on you, girl never we're
2: it. we've it's done four foreplay an hour so had i known of course that our mm. honored guest would have a hard stop. <laughs> I would. I had
1: a haircut at five. <laughs> to be fair, uh, at fair. Maria's hair salon in
0: Green. I have a hard stop. It's uh, okay. I, I just want to talk about now sex and love. Have you ever felt pressured by Judaism to stay within the religion or um, to only have sex within the religion?
2: So essentially, I feel like I have pretty much had a free-range childhood. Like mm-hmm. my parents sort of let me just do my thing and I had very little rules and I luckily turned out loosely okay. Yeah. The only rule that I feel like I have in life. Yeah. In life, one. Yeah. is I have to marry someone Jewish. Okay. And it's been a really weird and funny experience because while I know that that's sort of a truth for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why I accept that is a different story, which we can, you know, dive into, yeah. but I'm still processing through right. it. Totally. Um
0: were you guys super religious, or, or uh, you it was like a role. it was ref- all
2: all I would say all all across the board. So okay. I, when I grew up like, really young, no, but then middle school, my parents got like more observant, mm-hmm. and so then yes, for a while. The community I live in, my I'm from Miami Beach, Florida, so mm-hmm. the community that I grew up in was like pretty religious.
0: Okay, do you know Sam Friend?
2: The name sounds very familiar, right. but I'm not sure.
0: Jewish geography happening live on the pod.
2: That's what we do. Yeah. Um, but then anyways, so. That's like the one rule. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, if I'm being honest, which we're gonna be honest yeah. today, mm-hmm. the most well, powerful um, connections that I've had almost entirely mm-hmm. have only been with some people with people who were not Jewish. Mm-hmm. And is this men?
1: Do you date men? No. Okay.
2: Yeah, they're great people. I'm sure. Yes, right. they are. Okay,
1: because yeah. a Jewish man, it, like when you say date, like uh, marry Jewish, I'm a, I'm a lesbian jewish person would you like that's nullified if it's gay right is it like to your parent like let's say you're gay let's say you're gay <laughs> uh, a jewish man does not help your parents out just oh to right clarify, right, for right, right, listener, right why yeah to uh, clarify jewish, the listeners, you want to be married jewish to a marriage.
0: woman because then the children will be jewish
2: yes but i i think that my friends who are gay and jewish probably have the same pressure oh really? Right. of marrying someone jewish okay yeah because it's you know I feel like I mean I don't know so I don't want to speak for mm. them but I I feel like they at least some of the people I've talked to have mm. a similar pressure yeah
1: interesting yeah. as a lesbian uh, if I'm with a, another Jewish girl we can have double the Jewish babies yeah right if it counts on the mother yeah so then they go oh okay well, that's well, how good many for the can team you have? yeah okay it's two <laughs> wombs can you be pregnant at the same we
0: could <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Now okay. We can talk. All right. Let's talk. This sounds, sounds good. good. I like do you it. Know, yeah. That's yeah. like literally like so they do ask that question. Yeah. And then it becomes like okay, and now there's like a Jewish sperm bank. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. So it's like it's like okay, if you if you're serious, we're serious. Yeah. we can open this joint. That's awesome. Jewish boys in there. They need some cash. So it's really really funny that like. It's like, well, what are you bringing? What are you bringing? Let's talk. Mm-hmm.
0: I've had friends say to me, oh, I wish I was Jewish because you guys are so much more accepting.
1: Is that true? About gays? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think actually the Jewish religion, as far as religions go, is pretty good about gay. Okay. Um, even the more religious sects of it are starting to deal with it. Um, there are orthodox gay rabbis, for instance. Really? Yeah, and uh, the conservative movement, I think, has is... There, I think that gay there are gay, openly gay conservative practicing Jews, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that exists in Catholicism, or Islam, mm-hmm. or any m- other major religions that I can think of. I I feel I think a I'm
0: lot of a lot of uh, Jewishness for me at least has been about the culture rather than the faith. Yeah, the only thing that I really loved in the faith is that my mom was always saying, "Question everything." Yeah. Which is very different from how some of my Christian friends grew up, or how if, like any like even more religious. All the Jewish friends, even if they've been super religious, have been like, "Yeah, you're supposed to question and study yeah. and learn all the time," which might be a reason that we adapt to different societies because it's yeah we're not question what's always been how done. do we fit yeah. in and um, be successful.
1: Yeah, no, I you hit it on. The, I think that's why I even I mean I'm not even qualified to hypothesize about why this is, sure. I I would have to say for myself, maybe it's because we've had to adapt moving around in the world. Mm. We've been wandering. Mm-hmm. We've had to just dump in a place yeah. and see what fits and what works and what we have to lose and what we have to, you know... Um, within still keeping our community and if we're going to lose this big population because people are gay mm-hmm. we'd rather not we weighed those consequences and say how can they fit in this what yeah. do we need to update um and the most ultra-orthodox uh, um sects of judaism have not gotten there yet right but there are a lot that have and the fact that they even recognize that gay people exist is a huge step in that yeah um and that definitely can change there's a super ultra-orthodox that it's you know it doesn't even the word doesn't come up still so mm-hmm. um but for you I think was it getting, ever weird like when it was great for me really yeah it was really fine it was mostly my my family was fine and my social circle was what I was scared about for some reason but that just had to do with I was friends with a bunch of straight girls and we would go out and our weekends at that time we're going out getting bottles mm-hmm. you know with dudes and whatever like it was like you know I was like (laughs) in you know heels freezing outside and Mm -hmm. you know scurrying into a club that I couldn't hear anything in and uh and it was fun. And yeah. we had, you know, some orange juice, little crayons, some gray goose. And Make a few uh, bouncer friends so that you can get in next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I was never the girl who knew or the guy. Promoters. But I was always brought and I was always outgoing and I would always hit on the guys. Mm, I would help nice. my friends. I had no problem going up to men and say, what are we drinking? Yeah. And, then, and we always had a good time. And I didn't sleep with anyone and we would use them for alcohol and we would go home.
0: Did they know that you were gay at that point, though?
1: No, but no. they probably had inclination. Yeah, I don't. I think some people were shocked. But not really. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think that, yeah, like it makes sense now. It just takes everyone a second. I also came out super young. I was 18. I think that's super young for like our age.
0: But now I feel like kids are coming out like. Yeah. Seven.
1: Yeah. No. And I didn't know what seven. I'm not somebody who always knew my whole life. I also wasn't. I think when I was a kid, I was really a kid. I collected stamps. Like I was like a true loser. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like i didn't my hair was like out to here i didn't know what was flying but i liked crafts Mm -hmm. you know i did a lot of art Mm -hmm. i loved any kind of a paint set i did paint by numbers i i knew i was gay really when i fell in love with a girl yeah and that sounds like crazy but i was like and then i was hoping it was like oh you can't be gay all this it's like so much who was the first person you told i told well so i was actually outed and it was like starting to get out that I was gay, so that was really terrifying to me. How? Like, because um, you were, I, w- I, mean, I was at this bar, Mad Hatters, with my girlfriend at the time. Jewish? No, okay. uh, Italian. Very, very Italian. Similar, Catholic. Though. I feel like Italians yeah. have a very Italian Jews. I mean, family eating, be together, be loud, tell yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, yeah, I feel very at home with Italian yeah. people. Yeah, my boyfriend's um, Italian. I like him a lot more now. Okay. You should have opened with that. Okay. But um, <laughs> I love Italian people. And I think that we have, we just get each other. We're very similar. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's, I know a lot of Italian Jewish couples and I, and I like them. Yeah. I don't know what, but we, she kissed me when we were not in the stall, which was against my rules. And this, of course you had rules. Bitch. <laughs> you know, um, we'll call her Kelly. Because that is her name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw us and basically uh, told people. And then my friend Allie, an incredible friend of mine, actually, I'm wearing a bracelet from her. I got it 16. My sweet Aww. 16. She should have known I was a lesbian for, for this bracelet. But anyway, says, like love Allie, 2002. It's so cute. Um, we were talking on MSN. Uh-huh. And she was like, I'm just hearing some things. I just want to let you know, whatever I'm hearing, whatever's true, not true, anything. I love you. I'm here for you. Always. Mm. Nothing ever changed. Like, if you need me, I'm here. If you want me to shut up, I will go stop away. talking. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that.
0: Yeah. That's so nice. And
1: I wrote back and we, and it felt, it was like amazing to talk to her. And I told my friend David Kaplan, who now lives here. Shout out um, to David Kaplan. David Kaplan, his wife Essie, expecting their first. We're very happy. Mazel, Muzzle. Mazel Tov. And then you told family after that, I assume, or oh yeah, I told uh, I told my family very matter of fact. I was my mother at this point. We were secular. We were, you know, very culturally Jewish. But so not, they came <clears> back
0: <throat> to your parents.
1: My mother did. My okay. father is uh, Hasidic. I don't have a relationship with my father.
0: Okay. So what? how
1: did they first enter into that in the 70s? My mother explained. She's like, well, everybody was getting into something. I'm like, like <laughs> ecstasy and like fun shit. Yeah, like quaaludes. She's like, if you're asking if I had any friends, the answer's no. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I can't. But like, you know, she. this is a community. She was... Uh, on her own a lot. Mm-hmm. My mother was is, is incredibly bright um, in a book smarts way, in a very highly intellectual way. Mm-hmm. And this was something that spoke to that. It really... And they were it, married at the time? Or? And my, my father was the same, really, really bright in this way. And this was a thing that they could engage in studying. Mm-hmm. Things that they were both passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, um... They liked the philosophy behind it, and all this, and they they met and they were engaged within weeks mm-hmm. and had ten kids by the time my mother was thirty. damn, but uh yeah, I think um, and then your mom uh came out of it when. I mean, she's still, you know, she's on to something else. My mother now does like, they're not; know. They haven't been together in No, years. no, my father's still Hasidic. But my mother, I think, falls in love with communities. I've talked about this before. But okay. I think she's always still finding, looking. She loves still to learn. Mm-hmm. She loves to so she's you know, she's somebody who went back to school, got a degree, and she finished that. Well, what else can I read? What else can I suck up? What else can I, you know? And my mother has read probably... Everything anybody's ever read, I I, it's really insatiable, and now it's Jews for Jesus. Okay, um, though she claims it's just messianic, it's not full on, but it is. She falls in love, she's excited, she even has like the new in love yeah. vibes about yeah. her. You know what I mean? She's excited, she goes to her group, and she read this thing and it's that like thing. It's an addiction almost, it really is. Yeah. And it's a har- to me, it's harmless at yeah. this point, yeah. you know. We looked up. How much is Jews for Jesus raising? They're not doing very well on the money side. (laughs) I don't think they have more than... They don't have enough Jews, I think, doing that. And so it's, like, harmless. So she wants to give $20 a month to these people. We're like, okay. Yeah. And she's happy, and it helps her. And my father, who was terrible, growing up when we would have terrible things to say about him, she would say everybody does their best. Really? Like, she's never said... A bad word about anyone, so I'm always wondering who we she feels she needs people, to be saved by. I know we're, I'm like a huge guy, I love it. We're like, What's the hot gas? Like, yeah. that's like who my sucks today, yeah, like literally. But she's just literally a really kind and amazing mm-hmm. woman. She left my dad, and we were still religious for a while, okay. we didn't overnight, um, we were still doing everything. So it was because I him, home. not the religion. Yeah, he was just wretched. Okay. But also the religion, also the like the the hand, the clamored hand down. It was a very tough. What religion. was like the we day? We were ultra to day. orthodox, so it was it was everything was monitored in my mother's life, um, and her kids' life, and what they could learn. And I think she thought, you know, she found the education to be limited for her boys, especially because it is my brother's. Uh, the boys go to yiddish yeshivas and don't y- learn secular subjects. Mm-hmm. The girls, not being holy enough, being second class citizens, we got uh, by nature. You know, my older sisters learned math and mm-hmm. English and some level of social studies and things like that because they weren't holy enough. So there was uh, she as my mother, who's my mother who, but that's loves education. In, yeah, yeah, my mother yeah. who's such a believer of learning. Was kind of taken aback by the lack of mm-hmm. in my brothers, so I think that that was one thing. You know, there was uh, an inherent racism that was happening that yeah. anybody outside was bad. She didn't. My mother grew up a nice Canadian girl. Mm-hmm. So she didn't. You know, in a yeah, secular I mean, Jewish I... family where everybody where my grandfather worked with people from everywhere, mm-hmm. Cubans and Colombians, and 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 a melting pot that Montreal was. Yeah, and she grew up with that. And so the idea that everybody who wasn't this exact kind of Jew was inferior didn't work for her. And she started seeing, well, this is against some other morals Mm -hmm. that I had fundamentally. And um, it's a process. You know, it wasn't an overnight situation. And a lot of our customs in our house, even later when we were in high school and more secular Jews than ever, we were still completely kosher. Mm -hmm. And for me, I thought that was secular. No, No, but we had two separate plates still. I was still the most religious of anyone in my school, even yeah. when I thought I was, like, secular. Yeah. So, wait. When she left, she took all of you. Yes, we okay. all left. My which, okay. is, which is, for this community... Um, Big deal. Really, yeah. Really, she was an outlier. Mm-hmm. Our family was an outlier. Um, but she had the support of her secular Jewish yeah. parents. My apologies. I have to take my birth control. That's what this is. Sick. Could you imagine? I don't take birth control.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was...
1: <laughs> David Yaris, we were
0: talking about how sex with Jews is different from sex with non jews um
2: I think sex experience is pretty fluid today, yeah, and I have this theory that I might not be able to articulate very well mm-hmm. um but I think dating apps and dating technology in general, people usually expect me to be like really pro and think that they're you know the best thing that's ever happened to you know the modern dating sure. experience I think that there's been a lot of great things that have come and also a lot of crazy and weirdness that's Mm -hmm. come with them and challenges. Um, But I have this theory that I call um, like the sphere of experience. Sure. um, As it relates to life, but also specifically sex. And there are a couple of sort of fundamental, you know, pieces of the theory. The first is that within similar like-minded groups or communities, I presume, although none of this is scientific, that the sexual experiences and explorations are relatively similar mm. like the type of ways that people experience sex probably are you know formed or informed through i don't know their friends their communities how they grew up etc and if those all those ingredients are the same then the output would maybe be similar yeah but dating apps have created this you know inter secting uh, and, and, and basically this crazy new hodgepodge of everyone meeting anyone from anywhere in mm-hmm. your community in your city mm-hmm. yeah. from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life and all different everythings. It's so people's sexual experiences, I believe, are, are um, now being uh, more people are more frequently. Um, exposed to a whole new world mm-hmm. of things. And so through that, I think it's interesting as it relates to dating then, because if you have an experience, if your everyone's experience is whole, it's 100% for them. Mm-hmm. But if you introduce a new experience and you're expanding your sphere of experience, the rate that people are exploring different things based mm-hmm. on technology and based on hookup culture, and based on sort of the new norms of um, connection, relationships, whatever, I think... Our generation as a whole is experiencing things differently. So I, I, can't, I couldn't pinpoint um, Jewish versus not Jewish sexual experiences being qualitatively this or that.
1: I don't know that that's even accurate, though, to. I think it's interesting um, what you're saying, and I agree to part, but I don't think that sex is suddenly new. <clears throat> I think there have been times in history that, uh, you know, thousands of people met in a field. And they, they blew their bubble that way, you know, they expanded beyond their bubble that way, you know, uh, the Romans, for instance, or the Greeks, you know, um, lots of people were mingling, intermingling, um, gay sex came about or was always there or whatever. I think we just now have an app instead of walking up to somebody in a club, which is probably how we, you know, if... Our, my older sister probably would have gone to a club mm-hmm. somewhere not in her neighborhood, somewhere downtown, whatever, and met a million different types of people, too. And that hookup culture of her grinding with someone <laughs> and going home was like the same as a match, mm. you know, if you, if you had to, like, quantify. My, but my, it it is. my main
2: question about that, though, and that's fascinating, and I should learn more about the historical experiences of sexual exploration, but is in the way you're saying it, it's the Romans had... Their thing, and then the Greeks right. had their thing. I think my thought process now is that because of technology, it's everyone, the Romans are connecting with the Greeks, are connecting. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They scattered. all
1: met together, mm. but just It's a outdoors, silk road. You know. I mean, the, excursion. Yeah. <laughs> we, when we go to a club in the '90s, if you went to a club. That was everyone. It was the Greeks, the Romans, the Jews. The thing. Mm, mm, it was just mm, a different... It wasn't an app. So this it was is you the went new, to a club. Yeah, it's a new virtual space, yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's just a virtual space. Of, yeah. Where it happened, people went out and spent money. Now there's no money. There's no drinks. There's meeting and... You know what I mean? So it's just a different milieu. Well, what's cool about this virtual space,
0: especially JSwipe swipe um, and other apps that are similar, where it's saying, okay, you're getting on this specific app. You, you're looking for this specific type of person. Um, I guess you could go to a Jewish mixer or something and look Um, but you couldn't go if you were not jewish uh, to Mm -hmm. sign up for one of those things whereas you can sign up for j-swipe if you're not jewish and you can look for a jewish partner yeah
2: we have uh, i think it's maybe about 10 percent of our community is anyone and people ask me like are non-jews allowed on (laughs) j-swipe which i think is it's such it's an interesting question that they even have to ask Mm because for me of course only because it would be so weird and like
0: mm-hmm. horrible
2: not to allow someone to right but i will say the users can control their filter settings for who they want to see
0: do you have to download it like three times before it lets you mm-hmm. download it? Very <laughs> yeah, cute, that's a conversion right? joke you guys <laughs> i love it i love it so much for g- you guys who don't know uh, you have to ask the rabbi three times and he turns you away
1: how's the lesbian scene on Date? <laughs> great yeah? yeah,
2: we have a really, really I strong um, LGBTQ plus community on J-Date or J- J-Swipe mm-hmm. specifically. J-Swipe, too.
0: Right. J-Date is with you too.
2: So J-Date acquired J-Swipe mm-hmm. about three years ago.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. I think I actually knew that at the time. It was mm. a funny journey. Okay.
2: Um, um, and now... I've never really thought. For the last three years, I've been thinking about millennial Jewish dating experience and mm-hmm. uh, millennial Jewish love. But now I've sort of expanded that scope to also just think about Jewish love holistically. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, but it's great. Is I mean, JDate
1: older? Is it just like people who like? Is it like a JDate was the one that was on the computer? Like, where you have a like full profile.
0: Website. Yeah, oh, full profile. It's web-based. It.
2: It's it's pay. So it's like, it's, oh, it's it's paying. both. Um, like, it's like, do pay the, a, the women more, pay? Everyone pays. Oh it's God. like either a more serious dater or, um, you know, a bit, a bit older.
0: We've talked about things where you have kind of said that gender roles still somewhat exist. Yeah. And that the woman should be the one who should be lazy
1: and stuff. No, uh, that's not what or I mean. Who I mean that it's like what I tell my little sister. I always say your money is yours. Mm-hmm. And she makes good money. Your money is yours. And your boyfriend's money is both of yours mm-hmm. because he can make twice as much as you twice as easily. That's what I believe. I think because Just the world because is of, skewed don't towards you think him. Getting more skewed now, like it's, no, barely. It we're barely inching. Okay, we're ba- The dial has barely moved, and already everybody's huffing about it. Yeah, I know. It's like the biggest huff that's ever happened. So it's like, and nothing has happened still. Like there's eleven female CEOs of. Five hundred Fortune 500 companies, yeah. and people are like, and we went from nine to eleven. Yeah, and people are like really huffed about it. Yeah. It's, it's obscene. Um, but I think I like. Talk about I think
0: and, if we're thinking like comics right now or in entertainment at least, like yeah. people want women.
1: Yeah, because like, people want authentic. People want a real situation. We're not creating things for men. Mm-hmm. Just there's 51 percent women. Who yeah. are watching? Yeah, it's business, it's anything else. It's like, why are we not having that? Um, and I wouldn't say it's equal until the reverse happens for 300 years. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, if women are the dominant, if there's a lineup with nine women and one dude for the next 300 years, maybe then I'll say, okay, let's start to talk equality. Yeah. When
0: I got really desperate in college, I paid
1: for J-Date for a I month. I love that you were really desperate in college. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I <laughs> didn't have my first boyfriend until I was a, like, second semester senior in college. So I was just like, someone love me and tell me I'm cool. And I went on J-Date. I met this one guy. Shout out to Louis Gabovsky. Oh, we were we are not Lewis. attracted to each other. We never were. We were just talking as friends. And then I ran into him at a club in Boston. I'd Love this, you know? uh, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he points at me, and we were trying to figure out where we knew each other from. And I, w- it was so stigmatized at that point that I ran up, I pushed him against the wall, and I closed his mouth, and I go, "Don't tell anyone where we met," because it turned out he went to my school too and knew all my friends. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's funny you say that because when we started J Swipe, we didn't really think that we had direct competition in mm-hmm. terms of like which other app were we gonna, you know, beat out. Our competition was the stigma. So our right. whole, our whole focus and strategy was. How do we destigmatize swipe dating? Yeah, to make it rather than like when back in the day, like you wouldn't tell people you were on like dating sites. No, it was like kind of like somewhat assumed maybe, but also like it was like low key. Yeah, now it became like a funny you know thing that's almost sometimes a social experience where you're swiping for your friends, or we've had grandmothers who swipe for their grandkids, and it's like yeah. their favorite like activity. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting thing. You talk it's about the because stigma. I think yeah. that my
1: oldest, not to bring it back to my older sister's generation. Also, she probably like, if you met somebody at a club, you didn't say we met at a club. Right. I agreed. We met through friends. It's, yeah. It's. You whatever. didn't want to say that you met, cause that meant that you just like, it was a hookup culture too. hmm That you just met this And dude, some of the best relationships,
0: marriages that I know started with a one night stand. So I don't, I mean, no. St- as much as people talk about stigmas and why they're stigmas, it's because no one's talking about it. But Hasidic marriages,
1: I mean, these are one-night stands. Two weeks, maybe, oh. they know each other. I mean, when you yeah. think about it, it's yeah. like, oh, one-night stand. I mean, historical marriages are one-night stands. Yeah, you're right. They fucked once. and Had a kid. At the same day they got married. Yeah. And met a week before. So yeah. what's what's different about that? That's such a good point. I don't think it's a new thing in history. I think it's just that connection is an incredibly important connection. Yeah that I think that we have stigmatized over years, but it's actually been how people have done it. Thou- thousands of years, you fuck somebody, you married her. Yeah. It was like, we made love. Yeah. We became one, you know? And in the Bible, it says, becoming one, becoming one means having sex. Right. So when they became one, they typically got married. Yeah. And it's interesting that now it's like, we've like come full circle. Well, that's not, you have to get to know and everything versus that's the getting to know mm-hmm. in the Bible. That's what getting to know. Yeah. I have means. known her. So, it's to quote the crucifix. Just different taboos and stigmas that have altered and shifted and come back and yeah. had to be re normalized. Well, I was going to ask you. You have a um, lot of that issue, people posting photos that aren't accurate.
2: So, n- no, not really. I think it's because we're connected, like, we're connected through Facebook. Through Facebook. So, for yeah. us, um, it, 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 Facebook has all these algorithms to, like, weed out fake profiles that we're mm-hmm. built on top of. So, luckily, we don't have so much of it's that. It's just
1: such a weird strategy if you don't look like your picture. So, you show up. What's, happen- yeah. what's next? <laughs> so, you're like, okay. do you like me now? Surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, like, I, I don't even know where you go Yeah. after that. I don't know what the dating it's is. It's interesting
2: because lots of dating apps have, like, talked about introducing video. Yeah. Because theoretically, I would say, I don't know, conservatively, maybe one out of five first dating app dates you go on, you're, like, right when you get there, it's not that you think look different, but, like, right when you get there, something energetically you're, yeah. like... Uh, but then if you're a nice person, which hopefully most people are like, you're committed for two hours, mm-hmm. you know, hours. A, what, what, an hour, <laughs> whatever it is, you're like, you're there. Um, and so people say like, if you were introdu- if you were to introduce video, whether it's sort of recorded video or like FaceTime type technology, you would be able to remove that because you'd be able to assess it out on video before you book off an evening, then go mm-hmm. somewhere, then show up to know if you could like vibe with someone through some Yeah. Like, it's so easy
0: to like misjudge someone's vibe and then like, you're reading all of their texts and mm-hmm. stuff like in a certain tone or whatever and then you meet them and you're just like i was wrong you didn't even know what sarcasm was you genuinely <laughs> thought that was a country okay
1: there should be like speed like I, I i met my girlfriend in life but i'm out a lot for my work and mm-hmm. um and i'm visibly lesbian so i feel like women <laughs> who are talk, you know yeah. come up to me in a way that's not you know yeah um So it's been helpful, and it's been excellent. But um, I I would wonder, because I wouldn't stay two hours. I've been on a first date that wasn't through dating where I wasn't, and I didn't, I finished one beer, and I said, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to cut it now. And I met up with friends, and Mm. that's just what I would do. But... If you could stagger like three people, and they stagger three people, and so we have like a mini, mini, mini mixer, a, a mini like like it's like no harm, no foul, uh, like it, like creates like bachelor or like bachelor. No, but in three, three, or like you know, know mini speed but, dating. Uh, someone's almost.
0: gonna get left out or so, I don't know. I don't they know. They used to have that. They used to have grouper. Do you remember that? I do remember oh, what's that. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go on, yeah. 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 go on a grouper? My
2: buddy Jesse Morris was a big fan. I like Jesse That's Morris so Jesse a lot. Yeah. A yeah. Um, we we. I think I think I went on two groupers with Jesse, and I I don't remember the experiences, but I remember it was the whole concept was cool because you're with friends anyway, so no matter what, you're with your buds, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, Uh, and you can
0: actually, I think you can be more of yourself when you have a friend present instead of like this like first interview constructed version of yourself that you're like, what does she want? I'm gonna be that.
1: I feel like it would work well for Jews, and I'm I'm now like stereotyping, but like maybe we can open another part of your platform
0: let's yeah. do it i think there are jewish okay. friend
1: groups you know like i've like and i think like a lot of jewish dudes hang out with jewish dudes and mm-hmm. jewish, i don't know i feel like two groups yeah. i don't know the one-on-one for two hours i'm like out oh. it's very hard and it's not how we've been socialized either
0: it's weird. how often do you hang out with just one person yeah. it's strange it's weird
2: it's so rare that you meet someone who's like heart open and vulnerable and just approaches like the first experience like just being yeah. fully there with you. That just that attribute or that quality alone is enough to be like, oh my goodness, this person's amazing, which yeah. is crazy because that type of approach should just be a prereq that people should be with you and be present and just be there. Yeah. Um, then I mean, then there's a whole lot more. The idea. I just of,
0: feel like you, we've also learned a lot from. Uh, pop culture that like you should be guarded because like we see people getting burned left and right, the divorce rate's gone up like exponentially.
1: I think if you have a really good hookup, like my friend David, shout out to David Kaplan and SC who met on Tinder in Vancouver married expecting the first Maza. um I think you should just have a really good hookup with someone. And that's a really good like I'm like not anti hookup culture, even though it hasn't been me. Mm. Always been a monogamous situations. But my monogamous situations have started from early on. or They I start guess from a real on.
0: attraction. Real attraction,
1: yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, Pheromonal I do a bad attraction. thing to have, qu- you know, to have. I don't think it's bad either. I think, I don't know. I just think that you sh- there should be some decorum, and if you see someone, you know with the vibe's at, you just leave. I don't think
0: I've ever had sex with a full Jew. Maybe one, no, one. Mm-hmm.
1: And You're it was not missing out. I
0: feel it like. was not a fun experience. He was a British Jew. I, I intended for it to be a one-night stand. And he goes,
1: "Remy, why were you so willing to give yourself to me?" And I was like, "Ugh, ooh, what a mental! Ca- he's like deranged. Deranged. He's like not well. I'm actually concerned for him. Yeah, I hope he's left us by now." And is in a better space. Yeah. There's no room for him on this planet. I, I, I don't, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess you can express physical attraction, but don't get it twisted with love. That's no, the my first thing, thing you have I to have that physical attraction. With, oh, we're attracted, and he checks off these boxes. We're going to get married. Because that's how I was raised with my Jewish family, is that like, you find a nice Jewish boy, you marry him, you make kids. So every guy that I've ever looked at as an option wasn't like, oh, this is going to be a guy for this time in my life. It's like, this is a guy that I'm considering forever, which I don't think is healthy. Like my current relationship, we don't really talk about the future. We don't really talk about, I mean, we talk about our personal goals, but we don't talk about like I had an ex where we talk about marriage and kids all the time. And that kind of became like a placeholder for actual conversation. Um, so I think it's good. Good to just say we're gonna make each other happy until we're not happy anymore, and then we're yeah. gonna figure it out. It's beautiful. Thanks,
2: my friend Amy talks about this idea of every relationship being a bridge. Mm-hmm. Whether it works or doesn't work, um, um, either way, as long as you're able to learn and grow from what it is that did or didn't serve you in that relationship, mm-hmm. and then move forward, like cross this bridge, and then have a new experience built on that. Yeah. Then it then it was it, it was a beautiful experience and totally. it's helped you learn and grow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's really. I think she's right. And I think that when somebody says love at first sight, like David, when he met Essie or something like that, like it's not love at first sight. What it is was that, thank God you had all those relationships and all those things shaping you and telling you what you would no longer tolerate Mm -hmm. things that would not work there are flags there are flares that go up and so when you do meet someone you think it's love it's not it's actually your brain just going through that huge equation and this fit through all those Mm -hmm. little red flags and flares that you've um, adapted to and that you've integrated into your process that have just made you feel like it's love at first sight actually it's a very calculated decision that makes you feel that i believe Mm. so when i met my girlfriend and i knew we'd be together for so long and we are it's i i had all the experience of those failed relationships of what i wouldn't tolerate anymore and i was still open to something i didn't know but i knew what i couldn't do and it fit through so it did feel like electric like that but i know that there was probably some of that behind You it. had learned
0: yourself and what you require in a person, yeah. too.
2: Something that you said made me think about this idea. Another thing that's challenging for today, the dating culture, is that people aren't showing up as themselves. They're thinking more about what they think the, the other person version wants of themselves to see. that the other person wants yeah. to see. And they'll sort of tailor and maybe they don't talk about that this thing, or they don't tell that story, or they don't, whatever it is, because they're sort of toning that down to present what they think someone else would
1: want.
0: Yeah, I, even, I, I noticed when I was on, I, I did all the apps when I was single, um, and I noticed that I would actually tailor who I was uh, according to the app. Wow. Which is... So
2: wait, tell us who you were based on which
0: app. So, right. Who are you on Tinder? <laughs> Tinder who are you on Tinder? On Tinder, just like... Fun. Like, hot girl, fun. Oh, love um, it. Yeah, on Hinge and and something like with like a like a snarky quip, whatever. Yeah, on Hinge, it was much more like pictures of my cat and my grandmother and stuff. On Raya, it's as artsy as fucking possible, trying to be fancy as shit. Um, just because you're trying to compete with, with the archetype of what the, per- the perfect Raya person that you're seeing like on that the worst app. of all. Like, Raya I can't is imagine is terrible. The I have one Raya. friend from Raya. But everyone else is such an asshole. And then, yeah, Bumble. I think I tried to be a bit more boss bitch because I'm like, I'm going to be saying hi first. Um, and like the people it's are... like you're are immediately
1: a lesbian. Not terrifying. You're like, hello. Hello. And because
0: um, like- people on Bumble are, are more... They're less artsy than Raya. They're more um, professional. So be yourself yo I know well now I I mean I've I think this past year I've really grown into myself and uh this orgasm thing'm I'm, I'm a whole new woman being myself has been the best
2: incredible yeah can we talk about your comment about um like messaging first hell yeah so w- w- let's talk about just gen- generally n- communication standards mm-hmm. like do you feel comfortable texting first
1: it's unacceptable oh, so now, now you're in the, now you're you say it's unacceptable? I think the men have to say hi first. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm being heteronormative as a queer person. Maybe that's bad. But I I don't think it's acceptable for men to forget chivalry.
2: So I, I agree 100% with chivalry. My question is maybe not on dating apps. I'm talking about like Once you're on, once you're already chatting, so you're not like you're already like deep in relationship. So take yourself back, however long, until like open like into dating. Well,
0: I was always calculating how much blue is there versus how much gray. Okay, you never want to be the one sending an ocean, right? Um, you know, blue wanna, gray ratio. What, what is about time? That, right, that's
1: a really brilliant. Like, concept. just blur your eyes about. if you
0: see more blue. Uh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, um, also, if you're sending them more memes, that's not good, because uh, it means you're thinking about things that are important to them, and they're not thinking about things that are important to you. But
2: uh, timing, like, do you, timing, do you wait to respond or just respond?
0: So you I played the game. Ah, oh, this kills no, wait, me. No, no, wait. No, no. I disagree. Is I disagree with Robbie, and no. here's why. Because I, uh, I made this little dating manifesto, actually, and I wrote it, like, four years ago when I had just gotten out of a relationship, so I thought I was guru on relationships. And, like, you know when you just get out there, you think, like, everybody wants to date me now and I have, I have the secret? Um, the secret was I was still dating like I had a boyfriend, and that's why people were attracted to me, because it was this standoffish yet really chill vibe. So I always tell people... When you are trying to date somebody, date them like you have a boyfriend. If you have something to t- say and you want to do something with them or something reminded you of them, you have something to say, text them. Say it casually or whatever. But don't say it so sexy that if your boyfriend found it, he wouldn't like that. Because you don't ever want to be the one that's like, like, instead of, hey, <laughs> wink so face, calculated. what are you doing? No, no. This is my Liter- favorite.
1: Literally. You're not wrong.
0: I don't think I'm wrong at all. No. Um, don't text them at. 2 a.m. Your boyfriend's going to see that. He's going to be pissed. Or your girlfriend. Um, Don't keep the conversations that you have with that person on your phone. Delete them.
2: After each conversation, you delete the conversation?
0: I think after (laughs) it's been like like three scrolls, delete it. And why? Because... And I'm a girl, so, so this is coming from me. You get fucking attached. Mm-hmm. You reread it and Smart. you start to think, this is something more. Even even I'll go back and I'll look at tagged pictures of me and a guy or whatever. Untag them so you, you don't have them all in one place because that makes it seem like yep. there's a relationship when it doesn't really exist. Um, so yeah, try and make the relationship not exist on the surface or anything or how you feel until it actually exists. And then give that person your all.
2: First of all, I appreciate what well, you should like publish this or share it i was gonna bit. sell so it so to like, yeah thank you. like excellent um maybe like as a, like a sort of addendum mm-hmm. or a link on this yeah. on this Ooh, podcast
0: don't talk about it with any of your fr- i mean like talk about it with only one really good friend like if you had a boyfriend and you wanted to cheat on your fucking boyfriend you have one friend that you tell because if you the more you talk about it the more real it is basically i have a <laughs>
2: couple more questions for you though mm-hmm. so response time
0: whenever
1: you're fucking free
2: okay and if you're free and you see the text
1: no, and you respond. I would respond. There's loss of attraction that we would that we forget, and let's bring it back. But they've the been thing working is- on them for thousands of years. But I'm also a pretty conservative, even for all my queer identity and stuff like that. Like I'm a pretty old school. I'm a neat person. Yeah. I'm also like, I don't know. I just, I like decorum, and I, I like wanna- a certain level of decorum in all facets of my life. Yeah. And so for me that works. I don't want to be so comfortable that I'm just chilling with one of, my girl, like one of my friends, Yeah, you know, when we're like naked with each other, and I like that still. And we text each other back and forth all the time, for sure, but I'm just saying that we also are cognizant too. Like, I don't know. Do you wa- did
0: you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Loved it. Loved it, right? too. Same,
1: same, same, same. Jewish
0: comedian. The thing that struck me the most was when she goes to bed, what was her regimen? She
1: goes out. She puts her makeup on. She goes to and she bed goes in
0: her makeup. She kisses her husband yeah. good night. He goes to sleep. She go runs to the bathroom, takes her face off, takes her hair down, does her cream on her face, whatever. Goes to sleep. Wakes up an hour earlier. puts her whole face on and then gets back into bed and kisses him. Good morning. I love it. That's a Robbie relationship. That I was looking at that, being like, that is horrifying.
1: No, because he does his own things too. He takes her. He's having money problems. He keeps it. Keeps it. Keeps it.
0: He's well, they got divorced. It. He's,
1: yeah, but he <laughs> had to keep some decorum for, you know, he wants to come with his best, she wants to come with her best. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and now they're back together. By the way, they're having hot, hot sex again. And like, Basil? at the end, you saw them getting together. Did they? Yeah, they, she snuck. Like he like snuck the into the room. Like, yeah, oh, they, really? He snuck in through the you window. And the like, he I thought leave. I did. Maybe
0: I fell asleep or but I was you know too know what high mean? or they something. They kept
1: it alive. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a fictional show.
0: All right, so you had hooked up with both... Jewish and non Jewish men before yes. coming out. Yes. And you had said to me earlier that you felt bet. I mean, the sex was better with non Jews.
1: Well, I haven't had sex. I was hooking up. I just mean okay. the energy. Okay. I was still young. Um, but I mean that I felt like there was some kind of like the non Jewish guys were cooler. They were into having a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, and with Jewish boys, it was like, they were the prize and they weren't the prize. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jewish, I think like, you know, one of the hardest things about orgasming or coming or whatever that you faced was you were probably with dudes where the focus was on them. And so you're thinking like anytime, you know, like you're giving head, no problem. But if they go down, you're like, oh, my God, I mean, it's too long. Mm -hmm. Like, how's he doing? How's he doing? How's he doing? Whatever. And you can't get out of your head. And they do nothing to make you feel better. Right. Yeah. Because Because they they just actually don't like sex with women, I don't think. I think most of them are Mm. gay-ish. I think there's something wrong. Maybe it's because women are seen. So, like, uh, we
0: grew up super reformed. I know your parents were Hasidic. Yes, my early childhood
1: I was Hasidic. Okay, And obviously there's a lot of suppression of sex, but there's also, you know, sex is for procreation and there also is an encouragement of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like twofold.
0: So it's not like, well I guess in Christianity it's similar too where yeah. it's like it's encouraged because you want to have children yeah. but just not before you're married. Yeah. Exactly. Um I went to a conservative temple with my grandparents a few times mm-hmm. and even there it was like very clear that women were second class citizens. Oh yeah. Um because you, you'd be split up. You weren't allowed to touch each other. Like when I was on birthright, I learned mm-hmm. a lot because I accidentally went on an orthodox trip and we split into girls and boys and all the girls went to a mikvah and we learned all about that. Um, that was interesting to me.
2: By that, do you mean like got in?
0: No. Okay. No, we were not. Yeah, you looked scared. Like, Would whoa. you like to explain to the audience what a mikvah is and the whole process? Because it's been two years for me. Sure. By okay. all
2: means, first I'll say I am not, not even scholar. close to a rabbi. Yeah. Um, but a mikvah is a uh, Jewish um, ritual bath mm-hmm. um, that is um, used uh, for, uh, you know, thousands of years, but to cleanse and purify oneself at different occasions throughout the year.
0: Mm-hmm. And those different occasions are once a month when the woman is on her period, um, and I have mixed, I have mixed feelings about the things that we learned in the mikvah, um, because the woman who was leading us through everything and teaching us was saying how her and her husband weren't allowed to touch before they uh, got married. They were dating for two years. They couldn't even touch fingertips, and then when they finally did under the huppah, there was this electricity, and. Uh, it's amazing and it's something like they had never felt before then they had sex and then it is his duty i learned uh to have sex with her whenever she pleases um is that something that you think all jewish men practice because i think they should uh, well
2: uh let's just go to the the uh the mitzvah the uh, commandment or the good deed Mm -hmm. in this case maybe a very good deed Mm -hmm. but anyways um I don't know many Jewish rules on sex, but I do know that it is a commandment mm-hmm. that the man should please his woman um, at all times, whenever she'd like.
0: Does it say anything about an orgasm, but it, uh, or is it implied?
2: I I think it's I, I, let's let's say that it is up to her to define what please and pleasure is.
0: So it could be like, give me a pedicure.
2: Uh, yeah you know people interpret it goddess worship in in all different ways yeah Yeah. down okay so that's a that's a biggie though because people don't think uh, of that um and well i I
0: don't think of that especially when i'm thinking of the fact that she has to dip herself in water and not fuck for two weeks or be touched it seems like there's a it's a juxtaposition
2: um interesting thought on that because i've always personally i've thought like kind of crazy like that sounds a little nuts to me personally yeah um but in speaking to people who practice it, they have told me that it's like one of the most powerful experiences in their entire life. Because it. if you imagine yeah. loving someone and not being able to be intimate with them for two weeks mm-hmm. of the month, and then uh, then being then getting being intimate and then not, it's like it creates this almost um, what you know part of our earlier conversation. It creates almost this uh, like ebb and flow of of um uh, i don't know chemistry of yeah. energy that yeah. um so that's interesting no, and I as lo- it relates to yeah. what you said about your you know, your birthright people not touching before marriage like obviously i think 95 percent of our generation is not currently practicing that mm-hmm. but it's definitely something interesting like mm-hmm. the concept is beautiful to me in the sense that the idea that now everyone's so pretty you know has a a plethora of experience that they're taking into the bedroom with Mm -hmm. them when they get married. Mm -hmm. Imagine literally it was like the first experience and the only experience for, for a couple. Like, that's wild. Like, that's all they know.
0: Totally. So it's interesting. But it would be great if you end up in a couple where that person wants to experiment with the same things as you. And, like, you can have that open communication. But, like, I don't know. It seems like a crapshoot. Yeah. That, True. I'm just saying it's,
2: they're both interesting topics. No, but definitely. The most interesting one is um, that it, it's a commandment for the man to please the woman. And, A, and B, it's a double mitzvah to mm-hmm. have sex on Shabbat. Is it? Yeah, it is.
0: And a mitzvah is uh, a, good, a deed, good deed, a commandment and mm-hmm. something,
2: you know, yeah. that nice Jewish boys and girls should do.
0: So and Shabbat is from Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown. So yeah. I mitzvahed myself this morning. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
2: Double mitzvah technically.
0: I double mitzvahed myself. Yeah. Boom. That's my new thing. There's no more mas- masturbating. It's did double you mitzvahing. double mitzvah yourself? Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I think a lot of Jewish religion, too, is like I, I, I could. Yeah. I don't know if this is like. 100 percent spot on but it feels like a lot of it has to do with just what's logical and healthy um Mm -hmm. so like even foods that were made kosher in the beginning like shellfish and pork and stuff that's because those foods were dirtier at the time and more likely to get you sick yeah um now it's like all right you don't really have to be kosher so i feel like they're they're selling uh Oh, you have to have sex with the woman whenever she wants, whenever she wants. But then it's like, except for these half yeah. half the month when she's about to have her period, and a week after, and then she is dirty and you mm-hmm. can't touch her at all. Wretched. Um, the best thing to do for your period is to have an orgasm. Um, it alleviates cramps. So, do you think
1: that that's a respectful view? No, I or? think it's a misogynistic. Yeah. Okay. Few. Yeah. I think it's men who made, there was not one woman on that committee. Yeah.
0: I'm not too tuned into most Jewish families and their sex lives, but I feel like my family was pretty open about it and not too shamey or not trying to. Do you think when you were like going through puberty and discovering yourself, was there helpfulness or were people being like, don't do that?
2: It's so funny because I have a couple of friends uh, and, uh, and a colleague who, um, who Talk about like their youth growing up, where like mm-hmm. sex was just like talked about, like dinner table, it was just sort mm-hmm. of conversations. And it, um, not really for us at all, like we just didn't, didn't talk, talk about, about, about it. it. Yeah, it wasn't shamey at all either, meaning mm-hmm. there was sort of no positive or negative presence of conversation, it was just not discussed.
0: Did anyone teach you how to masturbate, or did you figure it out yourself? I figured it out by myself. How did you learn about like doing stuff with girls besides knowing what you like? Like was, We figured it looking, out.
1: You were just figured it out together. Yeah, we just did whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. And it all was excellent.
0: Like fooling around like children, kind
1: of. No, it was like amazing immediately. Oh, really? It was very, inst- yeah, it was very, we were. Emotionally connected. We just connected played too. a lot. Oh, that's nice. Was it her first relationship or? I don't know if it was her first. Definitely serious relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were both 17, so. Yeah. Um, but she had been more experienced than I was, but I don't know if with women, I can't remember now. Yeah. And, um, just were so connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, before we even ever hooked up, you know, the first time I hung out with her, we spoke eight hours. That's the best. You know, in a row. like we had these long nights of yeah. just talking and talking. So I just, there's a lot of time and emotional sex that goes into knowing what women, to do. I think, yeah. and I think it's just like so much better i don't like casual sex i don't like to pretend to like casual sex right um i do like liking or loving the person yeah i'm having sex with i just like having the best version of sex so and even if it's dirty or aggressive or i still like the emotion of all yeah
0: do do you remember the first time
2: so it's funny because when you told me that we would have to talk about that i honestly don't yeah yeah i don't think so ever since you asked uh, me to join this podcast thank you for having me i've been then listening to them because i've been like oh my god what what's, am I gonna what's have to gonna say? happen on this conversation? but and so I was listening, I forgot which one, like uh, yesterday, when like they were talking about like that, they were all talking about it. I don't remember talking about it mm-hmm. at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it might just be a, a personal thing that it's like just generally not something to talk about, just like sex in general.
0: Did you go to Jewish school? Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: All I remember is one time, I don't know if it was the first time, that I called my cousin afterwards. I was like, bro, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's the feeling. Yeah. That it's like, I've changed. And of your 10 siblings, are any of them still very religious?
1: I have one brother, Schneer, who lives with my mother, who is very religious, but not as religious as we were. Mm -hmm. And you still talk to him and stuff? I do, when I see my mom. Yeah, he lives with my mother. Does he think any less of the rest of you? No. Okay. That's no, great. he's he's wonderful, and I think the level that he practices and what works for him is is helpful for his mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: I mean I think religion
0: can be really nice yeah. structure for I think people it's good for him who are uh, not necessarily lost, but who need it. Need it? Yeah, he
1: needs it. So that's the way I
0: see it. Ends up working out. Yeah, and you can schedule things properly. <laughs> that's what most people in poly, poly- relationships say. The scheduling is the hardest part. That's hilarious. Yeah.
2: What's interesting to me is that I was only really first introduced to polyamorous. I don't know word culture experience. Like two years ago, I was on this Israel trip, and then there was this uh, someone on the bus. I was like talking about it openly. I find that people who are you know in that community are very comfortable and yeah. you know very vocal about it. And well, they
0: have to be. They have to be the example because they're new.
2: And something that he was saying, I was like, okay, so I have a question for you because I you know I'm dating different people at once, mm-hmm. and you know, but I, I it is in the interest of finding someone. But nonetheless, like. How do you bring up when you first meet someone that you're you that this is just how you do it? Yeah, and his response really blew my mind. He basically said, Listen, I've been you know living in New York City for five years, pretty much every single I know is polyamorous, they just just don't don't admit it, it and it's the honesty thing that's exactly. I was like, Oh my god, that's so true.
0: (laughs) We just go into it, Uh, okay, we're in this open relationship. It, it, it,
2: I think it's so much more respectful, on, like yeah. honest, open. It's Most of my friends who are single are dating multiple people, but culturally we don't have that conversation with yeah. these people early on. And so then it's like, it's just weird. But if it was just more open about it, to yeah. your point, I think it would be a lot you know, clearer for people to understand where
0: people were at. Do you think um, that that fits into Judaism in any way? Or do you think that like... You know, our forefathers would be really embarrassed of us and not want us to participate in something like this. Well, I'm
2: trying to think like OG Judaism forefathers. I'm pretty sure that actually they had multiple, I think they had, wives. you know, situations like that going on. So that's I don't what know. I, was, I was
0: leading you to water. <laughs> I don't think
2: you so much. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think they would be too disappointed. I think they might be like, oh, interesting, comes full circle. Yeah. Um, but um, at the end of the day, I think for me, it's all about people are who they are, respect and love difference, mm-hmm. and whatever makes someone happy, fulfilled, and living a meaningful experience, whatever that means to them, right? Is, yeah. Is, is beautiful yeah. across the board.
0: I love that. I think we should end on that wonderful and happy and heartwarming note. Um, thank you so much for being here. Where can people follow you on social media? Um,
2: social media, I'm at David Yarus, Y-A-R-U-S, across everything. Mm-hmm. Um, hit a brother up on Insta, it's my probably where I'm most active, and then also, J-Swipe has really funny content. Um, shout does. out to my girl Steph uh, on the team who, um, who curates and, and creates some of that. So it's Your it's ads funny. have been funny around town, uh, too. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, J-Date. And um, anyway, spread love. My, my mantra for this year is possibility and abundance. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Robbie, I just have to ask this at the end of every episode. Uh, did you finish? I like blue-balled it. Oh, you blue-balled it. All right, goodbye. That's but right. thank you for okay. being here.
1: Yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> nice love meeting meet you. you. Good Chavez. <laughs> Bachelor. All right, and I just have to be courteous to you as well. Did you
0: finish?
2: Most definitely.
0: All right, thank you for coming.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish,
1: honestly. They say you'll know when you go all the way from A right down to O. Oh no,
2: I think that I still got a ways to go. Hello. i'm sick of this and i have got to know
1: how come how come how come i can't achieve how come i can't achieve i'm rolling up my
2: sleeves i'm rolling up my sleeves oh baby i believe these guests can help because i can do it by myself i wanna
1: just so where is this dud he said seven minutes you see, uh, this is the problem with Jewish Jewish men. We're two Jewish women waiting here. I've come here on time at two o'clock. You came five minutes early. Because that's the way I am. Yeah, and
0: I, I almost didn't have time to put my little schmear plate together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love me. Do you see how great Jewish women are getting? <laughs> look at this plate she put. That like matts. No, like four. white
0: fish, tuna fish, egg salad, and cream cheese.
1: Beautiful. Like they're getting better. I look at my sisters so and I'm like, oh my God, these are incredible women. My Jewish woman friends, phenomenal. No, we're getting better all the time. It's just, yeah, it's like. I'm proud of us. Um, Really proud of us. Like women are not coming. Yeah. They just are not. You're not doing it. I'm happy to give a lesson. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, and I did. You know what? I have given two lessons to two of Ryan Abrams. I drew him once. We went really through it. Mm -hmm. But he was the kind of guy who was like, what? I want to know what. He was great. And I really, I think him my trip... what? Oral? Yeah. Okay. Nice. And just like where he should be focusing and different things like that. Had you done it yourself before? Like at, yes. while you were instructing him? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Before I even lost my virginity, my hetero virginity, Ryan, I had had a full girlfriend. Oh, Cause really? Because I was 21 with Ryan here. Okay, yeah. And then, but I had already been with my long-term first girlfriend. Okay. But I decided I wanted to make sure, make sure. You I, had sex though with a with a male i had sex three times nice but like literally <laughs> i think a total of five or six thrusts pumps and nobody came mm. in either situation it was actually <laughs> in new york i lost my virginity to my good friend ryan abrams who i'm still very good friends with Shout him out best out wife, ryan abrams. Buck, excellent people baby on um, the way soon i think they're gonna try soon Ugh.